0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This
1: is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, yeah. Final hour of the program on this busy overreaction. Football Monday. Dan Grasso's show, 98.7 ESPN. Taking it for another 60. Then we'll hand things off to Larry and Gordon at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Remember, you can get me on Twitter, at Dan Grossa, G-R-A-C-A. So, before we get back to the calls, Joe Namath, the great Joe Namath, the legend, the icon, was on the K-Show today. Because Joe, Joe, look, Joe's a fan down there in Florida. He's watching the Jet games, rooting on the team. Trying to be supportive, right? But he all witnessed the same things that we all saw in that game yesterday in regards to the offense and how they just could not move the football and and couldn't get anything going consistently. You know, a couple of the things that Joe was tweeting out yesterday during the game, he said, you know, I'm starting to wonder if Zach's playing like he's being coached. He's making choices that are not intuitive to the quarterback position. If the team doesn't start playing better, you've got to start looking at the coaches and the general manager. Our pass patterns, receiver routes seem to be predictable. I'm concerned about this game today because I haven't seen st- – um, no, actually, that was in Alabama. So he was critical of <laughs> Alabama on Saturday, and then it just segued over to the Jets on, uh, on Sunday. So not a, not a good football weekend for Joe, even though Alabama – uh, was able to escape and win a game overall Miss there on Saturday. But nevertheless, look, Joe, Joe was passionate today. And he brought it out, and it was a real good spot here. So in case you missed it, he was asked, um, were there any positives that he could take away from that game on Sunday?
2: You know what? No, I didn't take anything positive out of it yesterday. It was awful. Why? Why? are yeah. you watching? I mean, please, when did you ever see – a? Uh, well, Zach, we'll stay on Zach. You sit down? You sit down on the play? You go right down? What happens? I thought you are trying to win and make plays. You quit on a play? Mm. What is going on? It, it, it's disgusting. And that was that sequence that I was
1: referencing a little bit earlier to where he kind of just like spun around and, and dropped. Like I thought that, you know, somebody made contact with him and he brought down, the pocket was collapsing. But no, you look at the replay, he, he just went down. Um, How would you fix Zach Wilson, Joe?
2: Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe it would learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there.
1: Well, the problem with that, though, is that that was the plan this year, right? He was supposed to back up the great Aaron Rodgers, which is, you know, obviously in that Mahomes category. But four plays into the season, the football gods decided to have other plans. Like the Jets wanted him to have a redshirt year and to stand by and to learn from Aaron Rodgers and to absorb as much as he can like a sponge. But then the football gods were like, no, sorry, no. And so four plays into the season, Zach Wilson became the Jets quarterback. A cruel twist of fate. Joe also says that, you know what? Zach wasn't the right choice
2: i don't believe in him i don't believe he has a future as a good player and i think they made a wrong choice when they drafted him i feel that way he has some athletic ability but you've got to have something up here that's going on whenever you're studying reading playing out there sitting down throwing the book it's ridiculous you've got the wrong people playing and picking them
1: well all right so shots fired there by joe and then lastly he said, you know what, it's not necessarily a team-wide problem because from top to bottom, the roster is pretty good.
2: These guys are working for a living. You know, they're working for a living. They're professionals. They're getting paid. They're better play their butts off because that one-eyed monster called that camera looking at them, evaluating every single move they make out there. That one-eyed monster tells no lies. It doesn't describe it. It shows every team around the league are looking at these films or these tapes they see what the individuals are doing now mostly i count on him i don't think he's going to quit and i don't think there's a lot of guys out there that are going to quit on the defense on the offense i don't think there are guys going to quit because that's their living they know they're being judged and evaluated on each play they're going to try they're going to try their best to play they just don't have the talent up front in my opinion, offensively, at this time, they can develop, and they certainly don't have the talent with the guy that handles the ball every play and has to make the decisions with the offense every single play. So
1: that's Joe Namath, and look, we love Joe, but Joe was pretty critical. But I think that some of, you know, and I can't speak for him, but I think that part of the way you heard Joe today is I think that that speaks from and and roots from frustration. He's frustrated just like any Jet fan is. He wants to see a win. He wants to see a winning product. You think, that, you think that he likes constantly being reminded of the fact that he's the only quarterback to lead the Jets to the Super Bowl, and it's been five and a half decades since that happened? Of course not. I mean, it might have been cool for a little bit, and he's always going to have his place in NFL history, much less Jets history, but I'm sure that he wouldn't like to hear that any longer, right? I think he wants to make room for somebody else alongside Jets Super Bowl quarterbacks. And maybe the plan was that this season was going to be the best shot for that to happen in quite some time, and then Aaron Rodgers got injured. So this is what you got now. You're with a guy who, hey, it's no secret. Last year, he got sent to the bench a couple of times because they didn't think that he was the best choice to help them win football games. They felt last year, and what were they? Seven and four at one point, that they were good enough to make the playoffs. And they thought that Mike White gave him a better chance to win football games. Now, Mike White, you can sit here and say, well, why didn't they keep Mike White? Why, why isn't Mike White here? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, Mike White went home to Miami, South Florida, which is, you know, the team he grew up rooting for as a kid. Dolphins gave him a lot of money. And remember, Mike White signed with a team – whose incumbent starting quarterback is somebody who also had problems staying healthy and staying on the field with the concussions. Like, remember, there was talk last year when Tua was getting banged around that they, people were speculating if he was even going to be able to continue playing football long-term, like if this was going to be it for him. So Mike White, I'm sure his agent, looked at it and said, hey, you get to go back home. You might even get a chance to see the field because who's to say Tua's going to stay healthy or not? That's number one. Now, number two, Remember something each of the last two seasons when Mike White was here okay they gave him an opportunity and both times why did he squander away the opportunity cuz he couldn't stay healthy right and i and i like mike white a lot great dude but in 2021 after that 400 yard game or whatever against the bengals that he had the mike white game next week on thursday night in indianapolis he gets hurt right? Got hurt. Came back against the Buffalo Bills the next week, and or Flacco started against the Dolphins. Then Mike White came back against the Bills, and he had a horrible day, and that was the end of Mike White in 2021. Last year, he gets thrown out there because the offense is sputtering, has the great game against the Bears in the rain, and then what happened? Goes up to Buffalo, gets hurt, right? Got hurt, and then just Wasn't the same again. Then they rushed him back for that Seattle game, and he was clearly still compromised, but they needed to win the game to try to keep their playoffs up alive. So he couldn't stay on the field, and it's unfortunate, but it's not like we were talking about somebody who, you know, that was the answer, and that was the cure to everything that ailed this football team. And I hate to keep going back to it, but the reality is, is that you're talking about somebody who got thrust into playing football four plays into the season when an entire offseason, an entire organization, was all geared towards one guy, a guy who is a, a a legendary quarterback, one of the most popular players in the league, maybe ever, right? And four plays, it's done. And I can't remember who said it. I don't remember if it was somebody, coaching staff, football, whatever, or maybe somebody that's played the position, but last year when we were going through the soap opera with Mike White, Zach Wilson, who should be the quarterback, and and, and everything, and remember Zach, you know, said those things after after that second Patriots game, which ultimately cost him the job. You know, when he didn't make matters any better after the game, when they asked him, well, do you feel like you let the, the defense down? And he said no, and that ruffled a lot of feathers, of course, but. You know, the, the point was made that when you're the starting quarterback of a football team, you not only are responsible for that locker room, but you're pretty much the most important play the most important person in the building. The entire building. Like the people that work upstairs in the business department that have nothing to do with football, but they work for the team. Like you are the one. All their hopes. And their fates and their fortunes and their employment all kind of rests on you. If you're good and you win and the organization is profitable, that's great. Like they go hand in hand. But if you struggle and you're not getting it done and then they have to make changes and then other people are going to have to be moved out and so on and so forth, well, that also falls on your shoulders. And some people are able to accept that responsibility and others either A, are not ready for it or B, are never going to be ready for it. And you just don't know until you give it a try, right? Trial and error, unfortunately. And now this is three years into the league. For this quarterback, who's shown flashes, who's shown glimpses, because you know what? If you want any further proof about the reluctance and the hesitation to not want to go out there and make mistakes, think about what happened yesterday on that drive in the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter drive that they scored the touchdown on was fantastic. You saw the arm talent. You saw the playmaking ability. Fitting the ball into tight windows. All the things that made him the second overall pick in the draft, right? That's why they got him. And you also saw that they were down by two scores. It was the fourth quarter. You had, what, 10, 11 minutes left in the game or whatever it was, and he realized, I got to do something. Enough with protecting the football and not making a mistake. I got to drive this team down the field and score some points because time is of the essence. The clock is an issue right now. We don't have a whole half, a whole quarter. We got to get this done now. And what happens? Bing, 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 right down the field fantastic drive but you didn't see that in the first three quarters and to be quite honest with you you didn't also see it on those final two possessions that they got the rest of the fourth quarter which were a little surprising as i said but then it's also back to the root of the problem in that shoot this might be our last possession of the game if i make a mistake if i turn the ball over we're gonna lose and then it's gonna be on me So then all of a sudden that little voice in the head goes, "Uh uh-oh, i got to protect the football. i got to play conservative. I can't take any shots. Because if I make a mistake, if I throw it up for grabs, we're done. We lose. Fans boo. It's on me. There's got to be a balance to where you play loose, you play free, you play aggressive, but you also play smart. And we haven't seen that consistently enough in three years. 800-919-3776. Grasso Show, we roll on. 98.7 ESPN. Are you watching? I bet you're not watching. Are you watching like I am? This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code FirstTake and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parley selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business
1: Grasso Show, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number on this overreaction Monday in the National Football League. But certainly the Jets have taken up a lot of the conversation today. Giants will be back at it in a couple of days. Remember, the Giants, because they played the Thursday night, they get the extra weekend off. It's almost like kind of a mini buy, And then you get the extra day The following week, because they play Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. So the Giants don't actually return to the practice field until Thursday. So they're really taking advantage of this R&R, and they have to, because they're banged up a little bit, and that contributed to them falling short to the way they did against the San Francisco 49ers. And make no mistake about it, I mean, this is a big game for the Giants. It's a winnable game against Seattle coming up on Monday night. And boy, MetLife Stadium, think about how busy it is the first month of the NFL season, because just like you had in week one, they're going to have the same thing this weekend, because week one you had the Giants Sunday night, Jets Monday night. This weekend it's Jets Sunday night, Giants Monday night. Folks at the stadium, the workers, boy, they are put to the test here in the early portion of the season with these primed – and and it's – I mean, look, the average fan doesn't care, but just from a logistical standpoint, it's a lot of work, because if you think about it, it's back-to-back games – but also two different networks. So you got to get like all that equipment, all those trucks and all everything out from, let's say the NBC folks. And then you got to get the ESPN ones in there and they got to set up. And, you know, then you got to transform the stadium from jets to giants, giants to jets. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Let us say hi to uh, Nathan in New York up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Nathan, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, Nathan. What's going on?
3: You know, um,
4: I just wanted to say, like, um, so Zach Wilson. Like, everybody, everybody's heads are down. Like, every, everybody's thinking we played two of the top five defenses in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you how do you feel about this? That they played two out of the top five defenses in the league. Yeah, like, we
4: we lost. And Rodgers wasn't going to beat the Cowboys.
1: Well, Josh Dobbs hey, he beat really the Cowboys. That. Josh Dobbs beat the Cowboys yesterday. And Josh Dobbs had zero wins in his NFL career. Nathan really bringing some salient points to the table tonight. That was a great phone call, by the way. Um, look, that was a tough game last week. I think we all knew that. But the question becomes... You know, let's just narrow it down to Zach Wilson against the Patriots or the Jets offense against the Patriots. The last three times they've played, all with Zach Wilson as the quarterback, did it look any different to you? Right? Jets didn't do what they had to do. They didn't score enough points. But right now, like I said, with the roster, he does give you the best chance to win right now. Right? Tim Boyle somebody who doesn't have a win yet as an NFL quarterback. So he started three games. Zach Wilson has a lot more experience. Let's say hi to Jerome in Orlando up next here on 9870SPN. Jerome, how you doing? Jerome. Jerome. Jerome, Jerome. All right, we're going to hang up on Jerome. He's not paying attention either. Um, I know my buddy Iron Staten Island's paying attention. He paid attention way too much to that game yesterday. Ira, how are you?
4: Uh, just drying out, uh, Dan. Just <laughs> <laughs> so
1: good. It was but, a soggy but, you know, one. I, well, and you know what, Ira? If there's any any um, glimmer, at least I saw the forecast for this Sunday. Sunny day, not going to be rainy, so you'll be sitting there Sunday night, at least uh, dry.
4: Well, that 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 that'll be good. That'll be good, and maybe we'll get uh, some type of different result. But I cannot, and I respect everybody's opinions. I can't go to the next 14 weeks. You know, not going to on GW. I just I can't take it. Mm-hmm. So I am. I I have to focus on the rest of the team. Whatever's going to happen with him is going to happen. But how are they going to hold this thing together and operate? Let Let Let's go under under this presumption that this let's see. He possibly gets hurt. Yeah. Are they really? Are they really going to throw Boyle in there? I, I find it hard to believe. They're going to sign somebody, and at some point, if this thing just really doesn't go the way we hope it goes, they're going to have to sit this kid down. I mean, they—they—they they, they, they got the rest of the team. They got to keep together. I mean, I—I I mean, what do you feel about that? They, they just can't roll it with this kid if, if, if it's going to be the same result that we saw yesterday.
1: Um, here's what I think, Ira. I think that if this continues and when i say this i mean the offense scoring 10 points you know going what did i say at the beginning of the show three for 24 on third down the last two weeks if that's going to continue there will probably be change by the time they get back from the bye week that's my guess
4: yeah i think that's about right but you know and and you know what you know why it hit everybody so hard I think everybody's expectations were so high and, and rightfully so because of the Rogers and six months and the all well, you know, all the build up to the season and all of a sudden boom one player goes out. And I think that's why people are like they're jumping off a building. They're just they still put together a really good team. People are forgetting this. It's just very unfortunate they left the cupboard bare with the quarterbacks. And listen, you look at many other teams. If they lost, if Patrick Mahomes went down, God forbid, right. or, well, you know, anybody else goes down, you're probably going to get something maybe in a similar result. You can't win if you saw a quarterback go down. And you have nobody to replace him.
1: I know, and, P- and, and Ira, you know what? When you, I'm I'm glad you just said that, too, and I thank you for the phone call. You know, some people hear that probably and say, well, no, 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 wait a second. Patrick Mahomes got hurt in the playoff game. And then Chad Henney came in off the bench, and he won them a game. Yeah, he did, but... If Chad Henney had to play the full season for Patrick Mahomes, would the Chiefs be hosting a playoff game like they were? The answer is no. So, I mean, Zach Wilson came off the bench and helped the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills week one. But we don't know where this thing is going right now. It's different. When, I, I, I used that exercise last week. If you missed the show, you go back and you listen to the podcast, of course, on the app, the website, everything. But I ran down all these names of backup quarterbacks. That somehow, some way, the teams caught lightning in a bottle and they went to Super Bowls or won Super Bowls. Like the Nick Foles of the world, the Jeff Hostetler's of the world, teams like that. You know what? They only had to come in and play a couple of games at the end of the regular season of already a good football team. And then navigate their way through the playoffs and then they won a championship. But it's not like, hey, we played from week one all the way till the very end and they won a Super Bowl. It doesn't work that way. You know, the only two examples, like I said, are two guys that are in the Hall of Fame. And nobody knew at the time that they were going to be Hall of Famers. Most people didn't even know that they existed in the NFL. Kurt Warner with the Rams and Brady. That's it. Let's say hi to Jose in Brooklyn is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jose, how are you?
3: Oh good afternoon! Oh good evening, Dan. And shout out to the company. I'm doing fine, much better than yesterday. I was kind of, you know, going through the trauma of yesterday's game of watching it like up close and got to actually experience, you know, what was you know considered
1: to be floor seat. So it was kind of cool. How uh, was how was the uh, the tailgate yesterday, Jose? I couldn't make it out. Did everything go good? Was it a good time? Yeah, it was a very good time.
3: The company definitely came out full effect. All of us were there, and we definitely had a good time. um, And took some pictures. We were happy that Debbie came out. You know, Dave, Rick, all the all the guys, Gordon. Larry, and, you know, it's always a good time because, you know, I know since post-COVID you guys don't get to see each other a lot, so we we, we understand that, you know, it's always a good time when you guys have these events.
1: Yeah, like I said, I I tried like hell to get out there, but I get caught up in things, and then with the weather once I'm in the stadium, and then by the time you know it, you got on the air and I'm doing the show, but I'm glad everybody made it, and I I saw a couple of guys who came in afterwards too, so um, it, it was good to see, but I'm glad everybody had a good time.
3: No, it was it was awesome, and I gotta say the game. The the issue with the game is, like you said, it, one of those. Things, now for defensive Zach Wilson could some of the receivers have caught those balls that were dead in their hands. Yes, because mm-hmm. there was just no excuse for them to drop those balls. But it it you know it does happen. The thing is, is that there were a lot more people with the visible eye that could see that receivers were getting open, it's just he it, it, it seems like his confidence is so shot that he can't see anything when, when, when the play is going like watching the safety play was literally right in my purview. Like yeah. I was right in angle of that goal line. And I was just like, Oh my God, I feel like the safety is going to happen. He drops back the pocket collapse. And all of a sudden, the referees are pointing, you know, the, the, the hands together. And I'm just like, I, I couldn't believe it. That's where I saw, like, pretty much most of the stadium do a mass exodus. And then I I kind of left at the fourth and ten check down because I was just like, I'm I'm perplexed. Like, I don't know where he was going to, what he thought. But when he explained it in the press conference, I'm just like, this is a kid that may not be able to get it, and I don't see this lasting too long from a team chemistry standpoint because I do see, you know, that there is a little bit of rumblings. So I'm hoping that it's not the, as bad as last year, but I don't, I, I just don't see this continuing long-term. If not, this is just at this point franchise malpractice because – a lot of teams a lot of players are just not going to put up with this and they're
1: just going to see the Jets as a joke and Jose here's the other part of this too and I thank you for the phone call eventually what's also going to come into play here and and I I'm not getting into specifics because I don't know if there are any necessarily but this is just the nature of the beast in sports whenever you're talking about something like this there's jobs at stake right injuries or no injuries there's jobs at stake So you could talk about a coaching staff and a front office and anybody like if you keep running that product out there and you want to use that excuse of, well, you know what, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. That's great. But if you have these results like this, who's to say that somebody doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed one day and decide, you know what? I don't like the people that are in charge anymore. Let's make a change. I don't want to watch this anymore. I got to go get somebody else. Right. You just don't know. So that's why, I mean, this is professional sports. They're in the business of winning games, and you then have to rationalize with yourself okay, how much longer do we allow this to continue if it's not giving us the best chance to win football games? Because that's what you're judged on at the end of the day winning and losing. And right now, they're not winning. I and mean, look, the thing about it with, with this quarterback if we were just doing like the NFL combine, right? And it was go out there, run around, throw the ball, hit targets, measure your accuracy, all those things in T-shirt and shorts. This dude's as talented as anybody there is in the game. That's why he was the second pick in the draft. He's as talented as anybody. And you hope that that would project on the football field when there's 11 other guys and you got a whole defense that you're trying to beat. And you saw that in times in college. But then when you graduate to this level, and that's the thing that you could be the the brightest, smartest talent evaluator that there is, right? Until you get out there in the pads and the helmets and the live bullets are coming at you, you don't know if it's going to be able to translate. You just have no idea because the same people that are crucifying the quarterback today— and saying that he's no good and breaking down his film and showing you all these instances as to where this guy was open, that guy is open, there's plenty of time here with the offensive line, but you got to get rid of the football and this, 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 and this. These are also the same people that said coming into the draft that he'd be a future Hall of Famer and comparing the arm talent to Aaron Rodgers and to Patrick Mahomes. And he, he could do things that only like those guys can do, the off-platform plays, the improv, the throwing on the run, throwing across his body on the run. Unbelievable. There's only a couple of quarterbacks in the NFL that can do this, right? And that's how fast it could change. And that's why it's such an inexact science, this whole draft thing. Right? If it was so easy, everybody would do it. And that's why there's more misses than hits, especially at that position. And even that high in the draft. Think about it. You know what's amazing? The 49ers, remember, they drafted a guy one spot behind Zach Wilson, who's already gone. He's off their team already. And think about all the draft capital that the Niners gave up to go get Trey Lance that year. And who's their quarterback now? A guy that they lucked into one year later as nothing more than just a throwaway depth piece. I mean, don't let the Niners kid you if they're going to try to sell you on the fact that they thought Brock Purdy was, you know, a franchise quarterback in the making. Because if they did, they would have taken him with their first pick, much less the final pick in the draft. Sometimes you get lucky. Patriots got lucky once upon a time with Tom Brady in the sixth round, right? Right? Hell, the Washington Redskins, when they were the Redskins, if they thought that Kirk Cousins was better than RG3, they would have taken Cousins with the second pick in the draft that they traded up to make sure that they could get RG3. Right? They took him in the same draft, Cousins a few rounds later. 800 is the telephone number. Graces show, we roll to the top of the hour, 9870 ESPN. No. Sorry. No. This Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: Seconds to go in the first half. And then he got the Rams out to a 3 nothing lead over the Bengals midway through the first quarter. Joe Burrow is starting tonight for Cincinnati in that one. See, the only problem with these two Monday night games, because this is the second straight week they've done it, like, it's hard to concentrate on both of them. You know, it's nice to just sit back and be able to watch one game, absorb that, whatever, but it's, it's weird. Um, real quick, I know we normally do a big, grand, around-the-league type segment on Mondays, but with everything going on with the Jets game, and that took up a lot of the show. Just a couple of quick hitters here on what we saw yesterday. Number one... I, I mean, what can you say about the Miami Dolphins in what they did to the Broncos? I guess, right? It, um, another good lesson, a nice little parable, you know, to teach all the kids out there that you better get your own house in order first before you go throw stones at somebody else's. And that applies to Sean Payton, who talked a good game during the off season and wanted to blast and you know talk bad about the previous regime in Denver. Well, tell you this regime ain't looking too uh, outstanding. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, the, the they got the Benny Hill music playing while they're breaking down the film of that Broncos game yesterday. 70-20? 70-20. 70. So Sean Payton's already won something in three games as the Broncos head coach. He is the owner of the worst defensive game in Broncos history. And it's under his watch as the head coach. 726 yards of offense for the Dolphins. Ten touchdowns. Ten. Jalen Waddle didn't even play in that game. I mean, Jesus, I, I, I thought that Marino came out of retirement. You know, hooked up with Ponce de Leon, found the Fountain of Youth, and, and went out there and was starting quarterback for the Dolphins yesterday. 70 points. And also to, like, rub salt in the wound for the Jet fans, Mike White hits uh, the former Robbie Anderson. Now Robbie chosen for a touchdown in that game 1966 you can impress your friends tomorrow 1966 was the last time an NFL team scored 70 in a game Washington did it that year so yeah yikes back to the drawing board for Denver and the Dolphins hey man looking pretty lethal right now in that AFC and my goodness if Tua could stay healthy Talk about an inside track to uh, league MVP so far, even though we got a long, long way to go. Good job by Jordan Love bringing the Packers from behind. They were down 17-0, 18 unanswered. Beat the Saints in his first home start by a point. That was my only so-called not win in the picks. I told you we'd get a bounce back this week in the picks, and I gave it to you. 2-0-1 for me with the old picks from Friday's show. We won Indy, who beat Baltimore outright with Gardner Minshew. We took the eight points there. Laid the 12.5 with Kansas City, and they beat Chicago by like 80. Um. And then Green Bay was a one-point favorite, so we got the push in that one, which is not bad. So 2-0-1, we'll take that any day of the week. I guess the Saints avoided the worst with Derek Carr, who got slammed to the turf. AC joint injury with the shoulder. He's week-to-week, but not anything long-term, which is good for them. More questionable decision-making by uh, Brandon Staley and the Chargers, but somehow, someway, they beat the Vikings yesterday 28-24 to to break into the win column. Buffalo throttles Washington by 34 points. You expect that for the Bills, who now look like they're back in sync. Hey, how about C.J. Stroud, right? He's looking like already the best quarterback in this draft with the Houston Texans. They go into Jacksonville and annihilate the Jags 37-17 to in that one. Um, the Bears' week of misery just got worse. You knew that was going to happen. Plus, Fields might have been concussed in that game. They get throttled. We mentioned Arizona. Who saw that one coming? The Cardinals, who were as bad as anybody in the league, not even trying to win games this year, they beat the Cowboys and beat them pretty decisively. And the Cowboys look like a juggernaut the first two weeks of the season, but were not up to the task of matching up with the Redbirds. So, hey, that's the NFL, folks, on a week-in, week-out basis. Good luck. And I'm sure that that Arizona game knocked a lot of people out of Survivor Pool across the country. And uh, last night, You know, again, it's funny. Josh McDaniels, who spent how many years alongside Bill Belichick, right? You would have thought that some of that smart football acumen, and Tom Brady, for that matter, would have rubbed off. But somebody – and I don't know where Josh McDaniels went to school, you know, the math program at those schools. But somebody's got to explain to me that when you're down by eight and there isn't a hell of a lot of time left in the game and you're inside – the red zone, faced with a fourth down. I don't know why you would consider kicking a field goal in that sequence, right? Because you need a touchdown and you need a two-point conversion. Because the funny part about it is, and he could sit here and justify it till the cows come home to cut the deficit to five. Even after kicking the field goal, you still need to score a touchdown, right? What's I? I it's just mind-boggling to me, mind-boggling how some of these guys become NFL coaches or whatever and entrusted with making these decisions, how, like, math and clock management in particular just completely evade them. Completely. (coughs) Exactly. They choked it away. Choked it away. So that was our Around the League here from uh, week number three in the National Football League. Let us say hi to George in Morristown. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. George, how are you?
6: Good, Dan. How are you?
1: George, I'm outstanding. What's going on?
6: So, you know, I, I, I've not been a, a big fan of Zach Wilson, even in the draft process. But I was mm-hmm. willing to give him an opportunity this this season with, with Aaron going down. And I just keep seeing this team, um, you know, for, listening to Coach Salah today on the K show. And just the, the answers always um, with the kid gloves trying to protect that confidence. At what point do we realize that there's 52 other men on this roster that are, are giving their bodies and sacrificing themselves to, to be a winner? And the kid just can't cut it. And at some point, when do we just say, when does when does, does Joe Douglas or Rob Salas say, listen, kid, you don't have it. And mm-hmm. I got to worry about these 52 other men, and we got to find somebody in here that wants to win and and can do it. Um, George, you know, you're we're right. We're going to lose the whole team.
1: George, I, I said that earlier, but let me ask you a question. Oh, and we, we lost George. I wanted, to, I wanted to follow up and ask him a question. Well, my question would be then, in favor of whom? Like right now, three games into the season, in favor of whom? Because remember, if you, if, if you make a quarterback change now, that's going to be the third different quarterback that you've already had this season, four games into the year. Is that conducive to being a winning football team? Is it? I mean, God forbid you ever have to play three quarterbacks in an entire season. You imagine having to play three quarterbacks in the first four weeks? Good Lord. I told you, I remember that season in 2005, Herman Edwards last year coaching the Jets. They lost their top two quarterbacks on the depth chart in the same game in the third week of the season. Chad Pennington and Jay Fiedler both got season-ending injuries third game of the year against the Jaguars. To where it was so bad, the next week they had to start Brooks Bollinger, who was the third stringer, the little kid from Wisconsin, and his first ever start was in Baltimore against that defense and Ray Lewis and company. I think he, had, he went through about eight pairs of underwear in that game, and it wasn't because of the pregame meal. All right? You just can't throw guys into the fire and say, hey, kid, here's the NFL. Go play quarterback. Doesn't work that way. But to what George's point, though, about the responsibility to the entire roster, yeah, I said that earlier in the show. And that was the predicament that Robert Sala faced last year, and that's when they went to Mike White. And it was working for a little bit until what? Mike White got hurt again. This was not the plan. That game two, game three would be started by Zach Wilson. Game two, game three, Zach Wilson was supposed to be on the sidelines, absorbing everything from Aaron Rodgers. And when you say, hey, you got to go someplace else, I was like, where do you want to go? Because right now, the only other option you have on your team is Tim Boyle. And if I would have told any Jet fan in the spring, in the summer, August, before September the 11th rolled around this year, right? If I would have said, hey, fourth game of the season or whatever, you know, d- 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 why don't you give Tim Boyle a shot? Tim Boyle should be the quarterback. They would have you drug tested. 800 919 3776. We'll close it out with you on the phones. Grass the show till the top of the hour right here on 9870 ESPN. <laughs>